TheOAMNetwork.com. Welcome to Off the Record. My name is Alexandra Pizzateri. And I'm Taylor Smith. Uh, thanks for listening this week. Oh my god. Oh, by the way, we missed uh, a terrible joke. But on episode 16, we should have called it episode 14. Because on episode 14, we called it episode 16. Oh. Uh, we yeah, missed we it. that up. Yeah, we majorly. totally did that up. Um, speaking of dicks, uh, you're listening to uh, the news stories of the week in the Memphis area. Yeah, choose 901. With our terrible segues. Yeah, well, they're, they're not terrible. We just don't make a huge effort to make it. That's I true. would Good. say endearing segues. Yeah. Endearing? Well, that's, that's, a, a sweet. that's a sweet thing of you to say on Valentine's Day when yeah. we're recording. We're recording this on Valentine's Day. And speaking of um, Valentine's, those dulcet tones uh, are from Mr. Zach Lozier, our producer and fact checker. Everybody's yeah. Valentine. I don't know. About we were making that. two different noises. Yeah. I was going, oh, you were going, ew. <laughs> Not even ew, just like, it was a little bit of a. That seems about par for the course yeah. with yeah. this group. It sounds about right. <laughs> this group, this trio. <laughs> well, I feel like no matter who it is, one person says something and then somebody, the one per- another the reaction, person is like, yeah. and somebody else is like, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. why you need three people for mm-hmm. most the odd numbers for tiebreakers. At least one of us always agrees with the other person, and one person always disagrees, which is good. That's or good both mix. of you gang up on me that's for true. stupid shit, and that is true. I just take that L. So mm-hmm. I think that's something matter. we can all universally agree on: is that I'm the worst. You are the worst. You're a hassle. Um, Don't so- bring that up again. Stop bringing I it up. I was waiting for that to come <laughs> into this episode. <laughs> I'm over it. I love it. This is now three episodes of mentioning that Taylor is a hassle. <laughs> My mom was like, why do you let it bother you so much? I'm like, that's not the point, mom. Someone <laughs> called me a hassle. I love that your mom is like questioning you. It, that's par for the course. To yeah. use that phrase twice in one episode, it is. That's it. It's a good, it's a great phrase. That's yeah, it is. Bullshit. It's a, it's a very like Southern like kind of... Like right, I, I don't know. To me, to me, it just has like a southern I'm, point. To I it. don't think I've ever been golfing though. Like maybe mini golf, but like I say, par for the course more often than I've been golfing. So that's fine. It just sort of bothers me. I didn't even know you golfed. <laughs> well, mini golf. Okay, like, right. like it's fun. Pro tip: I've been golfing since I was seven years old. Uh-uh. Oh no shit! Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah, learning new things. I love golf. That explains it's the sweaters. Amazing. <laughs> ha- have you been to the um, award-winning uh, mini golf course at Putt Putt Golfing Game? I have. I've played all three of the Stop. courses at Putt Putt Golfing Game. The expert game. course. I've played oh, all three of those. Me god. Wait, do you play well though? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's the. Did do you actually keep score? Yeah. Oh my god. What the this fuck? Nerd. You don't cheat. This no. fucking nerd. That's, whatever. No, it's great. That's pretty wild. Like, well, like we'll play a hole until we're just like, ah, let's go to the next one. Yeah. <laughs> then we'll just move no, on. Pwn. If it takes more than wow. two putts, no bring it back. If it takes it more than pwn. two putts, I'm disappointed in myself. And wow. I have no idea. You're very intriguing sometimes <laughs> when you feel yeah. like it. You can be very interesting. That's a nice way of saying you're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, um, how very intriguing you are. <laughs> you're so intriguing. <laughs> Speaking of intriguing, uh, Taylor, what is your full disclosure this week? It's really not that exciting. I did my taxes. Mm-hmm. Like already, that's it. That's You're the adulting. whole thing. Yay! Yeah, I got you did it. Got my W two, and I was like, I guess I should do this. Yeah, like I should probably. Pro tip: um, H and R Block was cheaper, and I got a better refund than with TurboTax. Really? Mm-hmm. It's not as user friendly. I'll give them that. Mm. But it, it just in general, I did it on Is it TurboTax. All mm-hmm. It's all H&R mine. Block? I didn't have to talk. Why to don't anybody. you just do the free one? 
Because I had a, I had two, I had a W two, and then I had a ten ninety nine. Oh, so I have I had to three ten ninety nines. Good God, have fun! Ooh, I'm going to pay a lot of money back. It's <laughs> oh, terrifying. God. That's no boy. That's so scary. It's no fun. See, yeah. So I did that. Just if you're if you're in the market to do your taxes, <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by H and R Block. Yeah, I think it was like twenty dollars cheaper. Really? To, for to file, and then in general, I got a bigger refund. For so. me, for t- I just accidentally licked the microphone, and I'm disgusted with myself because many people have used this microphone. But um, <laughs> but with TurboTax, like I just would rather pay and have them import my shit from last year. Oh, see, I got my stuff from TurboTax that I did last year mm-hmm. and imported it into H&R Block. You can do then, that? Yeah. They're oh, like, shit. hey, what can you I lose redo last year? my taxes? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I already got my refund, oh. so I don't know if... Damn. Yeah. No. You're so much faster at this than I am. I, dude, I, January 14th, I filed my taxes. They don't even take tax returns until the 18th. Last year, I filed like April 14th. Yeah, it's, like, that's uh, so what I was going to ask. It's April 15th is the last day of the year, right? Yeah. yeah. Since I'm going to be paying money this year, I'm not filing until the 15th. <laughs> you put that no, shit off forever. thank you. Yeah, if you, if you make less than a certain amount of money, then mm-hmm. you don't have to file. Mm-hmm. I, I don't did know what that not make is. very much money last year. You might not have to file. It was, it was, if it's less than like 12 grand, 12 yeah. or 15 grand, I think, you don't have to file taxes. Oh my God. <laughs> I probably. Mm, well, you need no. to do the math. Mm, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm just giggling at you. Yeah. Mm. Look it up. But, you yeah. know, I mean, don't take, don't take that word as gospel. But, I mean, uh, up to a certain amount, you don't have to pay taxes. Yes. So get on it. Get yeah. on the shit. I'm going to Google that when I get home. Yeah, or right it. now while we're talking, whatever makes you feel right. <laughs> What's your full disclosure, Alexandra? So last week on the podcast, I mentioned for my full disclosure that I had not gotten pulled over yet for my taxes that had been expired <gasps> for like six months. No. And I got pulled over like two days after. Are you serious? Yes, I was I hoping you over. said when you left here. No, no, that would have been fucking terrible. But oh, I fucking no. jinxed myself. Yeah, and I got pulled over two days after the podcast. You didn't knock on the chalkboard. No. Nope. Did you? So did they ticket you? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh no. And I didn't have my insurance card on me, so he got me for uh, failure for insurance too. He well, didn't you let can you, look you it can up on your get phone. rid of that one though. It's just like you gotta jump through those dumb hoops. Yeah, but oh. I, I don't remember my login shit. Oh yeah, no! I always was leaving my shit like at home, so I, I like when I had a car accident, I went online on my phone. I was like, "Yeah, here, officer, it's here." And he's like, "Why don't you have your card, (laughs) ma'am?" Well, like I just, I, I haven't gotten into an accident since I've gotten my new car. Yeah. So like I was just, yeah, (laughs) knock on wood. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so like I just don't carry the insurance card with me. But I mean, but all I have to do is just go to court or whatever. It's in March, and so I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm not paying for my." tags until march motherfucker well, like, i was I'm gonna not... say if you get it and you just prove to them that you got it done they don't mm. care either way they just miss the ticket yeah it's so. just gonna be court costs which is still like out the they ass they may not do it honestly because i took when i when i was fretting about mine i asked friends and they're like yeah i didn't have to pay court costs for this if really? i proved i had it because mm. it wasn't i mean wait proved you had it at the t- the insurance like, that you got the... it immediately after or not oh, okay. i say immediately after if you just have them updated mm-hmm. now yeah it's fine usually okay. but i don't i don't know promises yeah <laughs> no this adult stuff yeah i didn't i like as soon as i got my little sticker that i was good again i was mm. like fuck yes yeah. i made it Ooh. and that's when i told my dad i didn't have him done yet. yeah he's like for six months you fucking hooligan yeah i know like and now my parents are like getting on to me about it like they're like yep. have you gotten the tags yet and i'm like God no, damn it. never mom i'm not yeah. gonna do it I'm anti-establishment gross. man exactly speaking um, of anti-establishment zach yeah, no do you shit. have do well, you have a full disclosure? Mine's kind of a could you fucking not as well. So <laughs> as some of you may know, I went to the Univers- University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, um, oh, no, you went to chat. No, no. 
U- UTK, the real oh, one. Oh, sorry, the Knoxville one. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if you guys have been following. UT's in a bit of a trouble right now. One, the Peyton Manning thing has exploded, mm-hmm. where he probably, at right now it's allegedly, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it sounds like he sexually assaulted a trainer mm-hmm. while he was there. And about a week or two ago, six women in Nashville filed um, um, You're separate cases against the University of Tennessee for sexual abuse from basketball or football players. Wow. It sounds like the university has covered up. Mm. And oh, I am very proud to be from University of Tennessee. I've talked about this online on various online spaces I'm in and I am so disappointed with people like attacking me for like well you're not a true vol innocent until proven guilty and I'm like no like I'm proud of this institute like I I think this stuff needs to be uncovered and if it's going on we do need to talk about it Mm -hmm. and we do need to give the victims there because six women have filed saying uh, like basketball players from like the past 10 15 years and it's just so it's people gonna are telling get, you you're not a, like a true Vols fan? Right. Well, so people take sports really seriously. Yeah. And like, I yeah. mean, I know we're in West Tennessee, but like yeah. over in East Tennessee, like the University of Tennessee volunteer sports, even when they're bad, are basically like the second thing behind church in East Tennessee. Yeah, I believe it. Like it is like a big deal. And like, it's just like with other things that you see where sports stars or like celebrities or whatever it is, like the Joe Paterno in Penn State um, Mm -hmm. and the Sandusky covering things up, like people like hold these people as idols Mm -hmm. and then they feel, I guess, internally guilty or internally like conflicted um, because they don't want to, they don't want to be like, Oh, like that's I looked up to this person, but no, like if this comes out, we need to like talk about it. And like, and I'm just like so tired of people being like, well, he's the greatest quarterback in our university's history. Like, Mm -hmm. so what? He put his nuts on a woman's head. Well, one, so (laughs) so one, that's disgusting and that's sexual assault. Two, his father and himself have gotten her fired from two jobs and have like disparaged her heavily in a book mm-hmm. that they probably didn't write. It was probably ghost written, yeah, but um, like, Oh, it's just disgusting. That's so wild. It's so yeah. disgusting. And like people, th- this like, so what attitude or this, like, you're not a true vol if you can't stand behind Peyton or like our athletics is like bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. it's like a, can you fucking not like be so blinded That's by an institute's me. like sports? Yeah. Like it's just it's just rough, and I hope that um, I don't know. I just hope that we. I hope you're not a true Vols fan. That's what I'm hoping. Like I was hoping you'd be like, and I'm going to cast off the orange forever. I will never be seen again as a Vols fan. I was no, and if like these heart. alleged things did happen, I hope that the victims get their 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 recompense. Yeah, or whatever. Like I know, like. It's a rough thing to talk about, but like, I just hope that like stuff, if stuff did happen, I hope it comes to light and I hope people are punished. Well, now, I mean, it has to go. Like, I mean, it's the same. If if you handle it correctly, you're better off than just totally Mm -hmm. dis disregarding it like period i mean if you if you right. tackle it head on it's gonna go better for you right in general you know, pr wise yeah that's oh, like yeah, yeah well that's like basic like pr that you learn in school exactly like, it's like, like head yeah, off the so allegations I mean, right in front of them so like so so if you if you if it was covered up then admit it 
and say it was it was covered up to protect so and so just come out and just say the bullshit mm-hmm. and then we could all move on like you know unfortunately well, hopefully for those they victims. figure it out right yeah. and the thing with peyton manning like it is sexual assault but there are other ones that it's like it's more than yeah, what right. it's not just and i don't want to say just because it's disgusting and it should never happen right but it's more than like a naked person in a locker room putting his genitalia like it's right. like a like physical assault or mm-hmm. some of the other things oh yeah and there's another story i don't remember the names and i can't remember if it's foot i think it's football um a year or two ago somebody got kicked off the team for sexual assault mm. and apparently him and another player allegedly um stopped physically stopped and tortured and like mentally and physically tortured another player who was going to reveal what happened Holy shit! yeah this is all alleged like so i don't want to say like it definitely happened but but apparently there were players that were like ready to step forward when they saw something and were were silenced silenced by other players or the hierarchy of the university yeah that's Um, crazy right and it's it sucks. That is a good can you not, though. That's yeah. a good solid, like, fucking really? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, bro. Um, well, before we get into it, mm-hmm. there was something from last week that I wanted to correct. Oh, from, so this is from the corrections oh. department. I know. I made a mistake. Oh. I know. You're already um, doing better than UTK. <laughs> <laughs> already winning. Oh, my God. Um, so last week, I'd mentioned that Save-A-Lot was a co-op. And that employees have part ownership in their in the company. That's not true. I was talking about super low. That that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. So save a lot is not a co op. It's um, super low that I was thinking. It's okay. Of. We figured it out though. Yeah, we figured um, you've, it out. You've seen the error of your ways. I have. So I have repented for good my jobs. Um, and then the other thing that I wanted to mention too is um, uh, early voting for uh the presidential primaries mm-hmm. are um the are, are underway um woo, woo. since the, the this podcast is coming out and uh february 23rd is the last day to early vote and you do not have to have declared a uh party political party to vote in the primaries and you should vote in the primaries you, you should if absolutely you don't know that this <laughs> is the year if the, if you if you have never voted before if this is going to be your first time voting if um if you don't if you don't really follow politics if you're not really sure uh this year is the year that mm-hmm. you need to vote in your presidential primary no matter what side you're on uh the republican side has got a bunch of different runners and you know democrats are looking ver- bernie versus uh hillary so and the republican mm-hmm. side is down to six which sounds like a lot but i mean it's <laughs> yeah. starting at like yeah. 13 <laughs> yeah it was there's a, lot. a there's yeah and the 23rd is a tuesday mm-hmm. and if you think that you can't get off work legally i think your uh, employer has to give you time to go vote uh-huh. yep. i don't know if that counts for primaries early but voting like sites should. are also open until like 8 p.m like they're open really late yeah so you really don't have a good excuse mm-hmm. yeah and also real quick it is not just imperative to vote this year in the primaries but also every like a lot more people vote in presidential elections and state elections and the it's really important to vote in state this year because Mm -hmm. as as of recording Antonin Scalia died yesterday yep Mm -hmm. regardless of what side you're on it's really important because there's gonna be a new nominee for Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and it may be Obama if if (laughs) if the Senate is like cool and like it like will not like fight him or it could be the next president a recess appointment is that 
Is that what's no, been thrown yeah, out? No, I have no idea. Okay. Well, but like within no two hours of when Antonin Scalia died, there were um, Republicans tweeting about how they're how well Ted Cruz was like uh, Obama should not be allowed to nominate anybody; it should wait till the next president. Yeah. There were people that went so far that have said that nobody should appoint a a new Supreme Court justice should not be appointed until another Republican is a president. <laughs> yeah, uh, which is. Okay. <laughs> like court, court will be in session and yeah. like you, you can't have eight people. Like They're literally saying, look, I know the constitution is like a thing, but let's for two seconds just tag out on it and yeah. then we'll get back to business some, when somebody we like is A elected. lot of politicians would love to say, hey, can um, we just tag out on the can, can we, can time we out? not on the constitution just, for like one second? Just one just little one baby second. second. All one right. Baby. Yeah, it's important because like regardless of what side you're on, mm-hmm. like if you want another like congress that's going to fight a uh, mm, potential everything. democratic pe- president then you're going to want to make sure that the republicans still hold the senate mm-hmm. if you don't want that and you're a democrat or uh independent or whatever and you don't want a deadlock republican senate that won't let then you need to you need to vote for your state senators and right. your representatives in general yeah. so well, you need to do that in general yeah but like, basically don't like, complain right and later. let's just all vote <laughs> Let's just, can we just all agree to do our duty? For can like we just two become like Australia and just require people to vote? God, like that would just yes. be nice if we could do that. How convenient that would be. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I mean if you're gonna get if you're gonna get like t- uh, taxed for mm-hmm. not having health insurance, you should be taxed for not voting. Yes. Just saying. That would be fantastic. Just saying. Let's go propose that. Let's get a petition started. Let's do it, man. But see, then I'll, I'm sorry. I'm going to stay on this for another second yeah. because I've also talked. I've also tried to argue with people that if we have a, a age, you should have to vote. Like if you have to be 18 to vote or whatever, we should have a cutoff date for you have to be within a certain age range. <laughs> I so talked like, to my mom about this. Like 75 year olds and on, 70 year olds and on shouldn't vote. Like that's I just and <laughs> believe that truly and honestly. Like. <laughs> You just I t- shouldn't. I take it you've been looking at a lot of election numbers. Not nah, just like in general. Numbers. Like, yeah, and just this idea of like, oh, young people, you know, they don't even know. Why should why should 18-year-olds be able to vote? Why should you vote? You're well, not even going to be here for the rest of this presidency. If we did that, <laughs> though, then um, you couldn't run for president, though, either, really, after mm-hmm. 70. Like, there would be ramifications past just that, too. That'd be great. I'd be down for it. Yeah. I'm down for whatever <laughs> at this point. This is ridiculous. Are you DTW? I am forever. Down to whatever. Down to down to V. Down yeah. to vote. Yeah, down to vote. <laughs> DTV, y'all. Oh shit. Speaking of being down to vote. Yeah, man. We've got some some updates on some Shelby Farms project yeah. that's upcoming. And it's a proposed two hundred million dollar parkside at Shelby Farms project, is what mm-hmm. they're calling it. That would take the north edge of Shelby Farms Park at the northwest corner of Mullen Station and Winton Roads. There's fifty five acres. Mm-hmm. Um and they're gonna turn that into twelve hundred apartments in twenty one buildings. Plus fifty thousand square feet of retail and eighty thousand square feet of offices. The Parkside development um, hasn't been approved yet. I don't think mm-hmm. it says that the panel has supported it. The mm-hmm. Memphis City Council has to approve it still, um, including the County Commission, I believe. Um, yeah, the the Commission has to weigh in on it too. But somebody approved it. How? Who approved it? <laughs> the planning board unanimously gotcha. voted in favor of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it says panel supports, but I didn't want to say the wrong. control board. There you go. Thank you, Alexandra. Of course. But it's one of those things where um, there's kind of been some discussion about 
how it's going to affect the area. People who live there currently are concerned that yeah. having um, these all this apartment space there is going to bring down the rental value of the the area around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some a lot of residents aren't really happy. Yeah. With the idea, I and think somebody threw it like it called it a cheap strip mall. Yeah, and putting some more urban development near green space is something a lot of people are kind of fussing about. Um, Somebody commented, a a neighbor, Bill Mann, which sounds like a fake name, and it's not. (laughs) My name's Bill Mann. It just stood out to me as being sounding like a fake name. Um, This is from a December 9th email. He said, our homes have enjoyed the benefit of a quiet, wooded green space with the understanding that someday we may have new neighbors living nearby in single-family homes. We even have deer in these woods, which I didn't know. Which I thought was really interesting that there's deer that close. There's um, a deer crossing sign on Walnut Grove. Oh, I had no idea. I've never. I mean, I see deer out where I live in Cordova, but not. Don't you take in the that city. road every day? I take Walnut Grove every day, but I've only seen a deer once, and it was out towards my house, not in Memphis, mm. like proper area. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, there's no word on when this would happen, like as far as when it would be built, mm. exactly, because oh, there's still so much that has to happen. But it, I, I don't know if I'm for it because we started talking before. Yeah. A little bit about it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Well, because like one of the things that they're proposing is is improvements to the Mullen Station Witten intersection and um and, and doing a traffic study for that area, mm-hmm. which is so important because right now we've got the, the 240 loop, which is being worked on, right? So you've got Summer Avenue, which is totally backed up. Insane. Yeah, right. it's crazy. So people take Walnut Grove and try to try to go out. So that one's backed up too. So pretty much the two ways to go out east are back the hell up like talk about True. roads not necessarily the, the interstate so so you've got you've got two ways to go out east really that and what um jackson jackson mm-hmm. avenue right yeah kind of sort, um, sort of yeah sort of kind of goes more north than anything but um but so so you've got those two major spaces and they're completely backed up so if they're going to do improvements to help kind of relieve the congestion that's out there mm-hmm. i say hell yeah like let's do it and and I'm always what, what I mentioned before the podcast was that like I'm in favor of urbanizing around a park mm-hmm. because I mean look at Central Park for instance you know well and that there's actually an editorial on the commercial appeal f- at some point in the past week how they they bring that up because mm-hmm. they figured people would say well Central Park and mm-hmm. they they kind of talk about it again it's an editorial so it's not a news article right. but they mentioned you know it it was a different time right when that was all done mm-hmm. and not to say that that doesn't apply now but sure. just in general yeah yeah. Well, because I mean, because I think I think Memphis does need to approach things a little bit differently than we have. Now, if it's going to look like a cheap strip mall, I say let's not do it. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to look like a more urban area, like a mixed use space where right. p- people would go and, you know, and, and it would be um, residents living there and utilizing mm-hmm. spaces near there, then like that I'm all for that just because I mean, th- we need we need to grow as a city, and that includes like kind of stepping out of our comfort zone a little bit, and maybe doing things a little bit differently. Maybe it just makes yeah. me think of that South Park episode where they had like downtown South Park, mm-hmm. and like they built around Kenny's house, and <laughs> Kenny's house is just like all pitiful in the middle, just like yep, all right, <laughs> there's all this crazy cheap modern development around us. Well, and and you know, and the 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 residents um, have been listened to by the development company. Mm-hmm. Was it DB Development? Is that yeah. And um, they uh, they've already changed the plan um, to leave a hundred foot wide buffer of mature trees between the apartments and the subdivisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've also agreed to a condition to improve the already pressured intersection of Mullen Station, Witten Roads, using turn lane signals and other measures. And that's a quote directly from the article. Um, 
They also have another condition that would add a new 4.1 mile extension of the walking and biking trail. Yeah. Uh, on here. And this is, uh, I just found where they were doing, they have a scheduled completion date of 2020. Mm. So yeah. that would be pretty fast. Yeah. Considering. Gosh, that's like four years from now. Yeah. Me. So that's, uh, you know, and that's if it all gets approved on time and mm. they get everything done. And like they already adjusted, like it was supposed to be nine stories tall mm-hmm. and they reduced that to six. So. I, yeah, and it is a good thing they're listening. I just, I worry, especially with all the conversation we had last week about the green space at Overton Park and mm-hmm. the zoo. And that is different. I right. mean, it's different in that Overton Park is this giant already, you know, mm-hmm. already had to fight for its right to be there. Right. And then this is, you know, just invading green space in Memphis. We have to be extra careful. Yeah. Especially when people are living so close to it. But mm-hmm. we'll just see how it all plays out, I guess. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, because, I mean, the, the more that we urbanize Memphis and, and make it more up to date with what people are. I mean, because let's be honest, like, we don't need more single family houses because people aren't buying houses anymore. It's very true. More people are renting and mm-hmm. moving, right? A lot. Yeah. Uh, more often. So why build a bunch of houses out there that are going to be way out of the average Memphis mm-hmm. price range? Because you know they're going to be that's true you know um, unless they're like little we should go back to shotgun style houses yeah like honestly like i would love to live like in a like a little neighborhood with tiny houses everywhere but yeah you know like like new orleans ah oh, like nola no that'd be great yeah, but, man. you know we'll see yeah we'll see we'll uh we'll be keeping an eye on that keep an eye peeper out for sure for four years we will watch it yeah <laughs> just be standing out there like oh saw a deer yeah oh but they're the- oh okay they're building in the little retail spaces okay cute but yeah but i mean but that's definitely gonna affect anybody who uses like walnut grove to get oh definitely out. yeah, yeah. me all day mm-hmm. so we'll see for sure well speaking of fuck who knows walking yeah speaking, speaking of, of walker grove man well, yeah nah, fuck it <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Uh, so Cooper Walker Place was auctioned. Um, and Cooper Walker Place was um, this church. It's right across from First Congo. And um, just off, uh, just off, just off Young of Cooper. And, yeah. Or, it's Cooper Young. Yeah, it's yeah. off of that intersection. Right. But it is off of Young. You're correct. Wait, no, it's not. It's off of Cooper. It's close to both of them. Yeah, it so. is Cooper. Yeah. It's 1015 Cooper Avenue. Because Young is where Young Avenue Deli is. I just mean the intersection. Oh, okay. Just so people can get orientated. I'm sorry. I thought you were saying Young Avenue. It is just past Bar DKDC, Stone Soup, um, all all of that down Cooper right Right. across the street from the Methodist Mm -hmm. church. No, the... I have no idea. There's a church across the street that has the recycling. That's what she was saying. Yeah. That is the church. That's the... The church that you're talking about, the Methodist church, is Cooper Walker Place. Oh, okay. So yeah. the other location is like a church rec area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So, so now it's going to be called Galloway House, and uh, who owns it now is um, he's the owner of the Delta Fair. He's got the Stonebridge Golf Club and stuff like that. So he's he's a well established uh, business man. Here. Mark Lovell. Mark what? Lovell. 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 <laughs> I don't know how to say his name. Um, one thing, one thing that's um, about the story. Uh, one of the reasons why you know I think um, you picked the story out, Taylor, mm-hmm. was because because for one, this is Cooper Young, so which it's an area of town that everybody goes to and walks by and, and walks by, and this thing has been empty for yes. so long. Like I mean, people just walk by it not knowing what it is or is assuming it's closed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one thing that's that's significant about this development um, is because he's he's wanting to refurbish it. He's wanting to um, clean some stuff out of it. He's not tearing it down just <laughs> no, to no, build no. something else up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but 
they're thinking about putting in this front this memorial to Johnny Cash um, based on this claim that Cash gave his first paid for performance there in December 1954 is there anything to back this up oh I don't know I have no clue that's not why I chose the story but yeah that's <laughs> yeah I mean I didn't even think about that I yeah mean, it, it, like is there any because I mean I don't what like you're gonna uh, th- there's a goal to raise one hundred and thirty thousand dollars to establish a plaza on that corner that features a statue of cash bricks inscribed with donors names in a small cedar area yeah i didn't even think about that yeah i don't know like what i hadn't i'd never ever heard that story i'm before. gonna start a rumor that in my apartment johnny cash like used the bathroom well that's like you know uh what's it called skates hall uh mm-hmm. at the university of memphis oh well elvis played there once when there was a dorm is one of the things people say yeah i don't know if that was just something somebody said once yeah. and that's it's stuck which is fine go it for just, it that just seems like an urban legend that yeah i know. feel like there's other things you could do for and it's johnny cash right i feel like there's a lot that's already been done for johnny cash in memphis yeah like use that space as an opportunity to call out something else or right. just put some public art like they did in uh your your neighborhood mm-hmm. like that sort of talks about the neighborhood's history versus yep. just hey one time johnny cash was here once yep and public that. art yep. that sounds like socialism taylor <laughs> social like socialism media that sounds really fun i'm on that i'm bored with that forever <laughs> you just got shut down <laughs> Um, but previously, um, the down uh, the Visible Music College, which um, is downtown, downtown, um, downtown, uh, they have invested in and created uh, Cooper Walker Place, and it was a nonprofit performance space and community center. Mm-hmm. Um, and they lease space to like artists and stuff like that, but it was foreclosed on the the property, and that's why it was auctioned. So, gotcha. do you have any thoughts about this? With the story in general, I was looking at the fact that it's twenty two thousand square foot building. I had no idea. It's huge. It's twenty two thousand square feet on a, on a half acre. Like yeah. that just seems I, like that blew my mind for a second because you don't think about how big it is, right? Like from standing on the outside. So yeah. and well, and I mean, and, and I mentioned this before the podcast, but I mean, like that the chapel area in there mm-hmm. because um, it was being used for weddings and stuff like that. And it, I mean, it's gorgeous in there. Like mm-hmm. I would love to get married there someday if I choose to get married. Yeah, you know, it'll be good. Really nice. It'll be back. It'll be open then. So yeah. it'll be fine. We'll figure this out. We'll get you scheduled. <laughs> get you put on the schedule. Can wow. I? Can I just have like a wedding? But like, yes, we talked right, about yeah, this. Like, let's just have, have a wedding, wedding party. And have a party. Yeah. yeah, and just make it all dramatic. Yeah, and you can star in the wedding. I'm yeah. okay with that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it'll have, have to be like a Catholic wedding to. You know, oh, those are so happy. long. <laughs> it's not a great clarification. If you Google Johnny Cash's first paid gig, yeah. there are multiple hits that say it was in Memphis, but every single thing is a Memphis source. Yeah. So mm. it's like, yeah, it's not... Mm, Slim Shady over here. Right, exactly. Oof. Take like, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Ooh, salt. Like, we, like, guys, we get it. Okay. Yeah, it's we, fine. We get it. We'll try and own up to everything, but... God. Hi, I'm the robot that closed the commercial. We'll be right back with more off the record after this. Help us keep the lights on. Go to theoamnetwork.com slash donate today. Your contributions will support us in our venture to create free content, free of charge, and free of restrictions. Donate $25 or more and get a free shirt from Ohm. Remember, your support matters. Head over to theoamnetwork.com slash donate. In pod, we trust. Speaking of owning up to everything, that's not a strong segue. We're never going to do this again. (laughs) 
<laughs> the Hadaloo Theater in Overton Square is going to be uh, getting a second building soon. Yeah. Because they quickly outgrew the space that they have right now. It's awesome, man. No, it's it's a good time. Yeah. I also dig the idea of Memphis having a theater district. Yeah. I think Stop. that's so cool. <laughs> Stop. No, come on. No, it's just like I was Mm. having a moment for a second there just because I was like, we'd have a theater district. And I mean, to be honest, like Overton Square is like it's it's very much. Well, yeah, you've got the Playhouse on the Square. You've got Hattie Lou. You've got, I mean, even theater works right Mm -hmm. there. And then down on uh, Poplar, you have, uh, what is that, the Evergreen? Evergreen? Yeah. Mm Which so, is not that far from those places. Yeah. If you don't know about the Hadaloo Theater, the Hadaloo Theater is a, it was a, it's a theater that was founded to provide a venue for the work of African-American performers, directors, and playwrights. Um, and it was founded in September 2006. So it hasn't been like a long time mm-hmm. that it's been open. It's Ten years. Ten years. I didn't even notice that. Look at that math. I like math. <laughs> it's already been funded to 750000 from Crazy. From donations. Crazy. And I think there's some... Uh, secret donors who were giving yeah, money to. There, there was an anonymous donor who gave them $450,000. I'm going to call them secret donor because that's still not, not anonymous, just secret. What yeah. if it was Dr. Evil? I'd be oh, down for that. That'd, that'd be, be crazy. Fine. The Dr. Evil uh, Theater Development Center. Exactly. I feel really dumb for even saying <laughs> that. The, the Development Center will have two stories being 1,200 square feet each. Bottom floor is going to be office space, top floor rehearsal hall. So they're going to do some uh, children's theater program workshop or like it says a program for special needs adults and musical theater workshops for high school students Mm. to sort of not just be a theater and not just be a venue, but to be a community outreach development center. Yeah. Surprisingly enough. in the name. Exactly. And just some of the they included some kind of facts about. Uh, Hadaloo Theater along with the uh, story like 31% of ticket buyers have been from outside of Tennessee, Arkansas and Mississippi which is super cool to think I about. I highlighted that too. Oh, you highlighted the same thing. Oh my cool. god. <laughs> Twinsies. Twinsies. Um, I'm actually kind of excited about the musical theater program um, and there's actually a quote from Bandel who I am going to say founded uh, this but I'm going to be wrong so give me two seconds to remember who Bandel is. And I'm not going to find it immediately, so I'm just going to wait. Wait, wait, wait. wait. The, uh, it's the chief executive officer, the CEO, oh, right. and Hadaloo founder. So you were correct. I was right. I didn't want to be wrong, though, oh, so I double checked. I really like this quote about how uh, there isn't really a lab in America that helps African-American students create musicals. It's an expensive and elaborate process. And even in Memphis, where we've had so much musical talent, young people don't know how to approach musical theater. We've booked 18 musicals at Hadaloo, and only six of those were actually written by black people, mm. which I thought was a really kind of interesting yeah, the, and that they would say that openly and not be weird, you know. Yeah. Not that I think they would lie about it and be like, "No, everything was written by a black person." Mm. But that they were like, "But really, though, we want to get more people involved." Well, like, recognizing the problem is always the first step of yeah, you know, of resolving it. So I'm excited for Hadaloo. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. They're apparently going to start construction in March, and it should be open by the first of December. I desperately want to go to a musical theater <laughs> workshop, though. <laughs> Just learn would how to you, write musicals. You, if if Hamilton came to the playhouse <laughs> in the square, would you What's go? Hamilton. Oh, Tell God. me more about Hamilton since since you're gonna it's shit on everything I love today. Probably garbage. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. To you know what's so funny? As I say the same thing about you every day. Oh. Like probably garbage. 
You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be wrong. In, you come in in your sweaters, and I'm like, today could be like it's gonna be like fucking uh, oogie boogie man, where instead of bugs, it's just garbage that fall out. I still maintain that everybody needs a frumpy big sweater on days that they don't care about dressing themselves. I don't cold. disagree with keep, you, keep but stanking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. fucking stanky garbage. <laughs> he wants to shit on everything I like. Speaking of shit, speaking um, of shit, oof, Lord Jesus, yeah. Um, so. Th- Global Ministries is uh, the owner of of a, of a couple of different apartment complexes, and this has been a story that I've been following for a while because I have Bradley Watkins on Facebook, who's mm-hmm. the executive director of the Mid South Peace and Justice Center, and they are on top of this shit. Like they straight, like they communicate with tenants all the time of like a bunch of different places where um uh where they you know pretty much keep slumlords in check mm-hmm. and uh, and they try to you know propose the stuff to like the city council and stuff like that so um so there there are hundreds of tenants apparently that are living in um these two different apartment complexes which are the warren and two lane apartments mm-hmm. yes. and uh there was an order by the u.s department of housing and urban development so not the memphis one federal got involved y'all yeah the feds were all up in this shit and they were saying hey uh <laughs> you didn't fix this shit so now we got to close this shit. So get your shit uh, yeah, together. Yeah, some of the shit listed on here, they went in January, the last bit of January, and found significant deficiencies at the property, including infestations, emergency and fire exits blocked or unusable, mm. hazards like broken glass on the grounds and sidewalks, missing or inoperable smoke detectors. Yeah, like, like that's ridiculous. just what isn't included in this quote. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Uh, the owner is required to maintain units in a decent, safe, and sanitary manner, and they failed to do so. So, Which um, is saying something for Memphis. Because yeah. we've all lived in one place that was just like, uh, you know what? Yeah. I can't be here anymore. Well, you have said the word slumlord, and that, I think mm-hmm. that's what... <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that's an accurate... Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so so all the tenants will um, uh, receive a tenant protection voucher, which they can use for other properties. And HUD are also helping tenants pay for the cost of relocation. Woohoo! Yeah. So, I mean, big win by the tenants. And uh, even the tenant um, association... Um, is uh, is Jessica Peterson is mm-hmm. the co-president of the Tenant Association, and she even said that she was ecstatic uh, that all the hard work, uh, the sweat and tears, finally paid off. She said. So, and apparently this has been a battle since April 2015 um, because the Commercial Appeal did an investigation uh, that found, um, quote, poor living conditions, including bed bugs, mold, leaking plumbing, and other problems that make some apartments unlivable. It's fucking wild. Ridiculous. And I like that they kind of call out, uh, so the person who owns the nonprofit is Reverend Richard Hamlet. And it's his nonprofit, Global Ministries Foundation, that I guess owns the apartment complexes. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, at the end of the article, according to 2014 tax records, $7.1 million was moved from his housing nonprofit to his religious nonprofit. And he earned like a fuck ton of money and non taxable benefits. Yep. And he employs his family and they all make more money than I do. Yeah. Uh, his two sons make $70,000 each. Um, and his wife, Ginger, and his daughter, Natalie, earned 39000 Yep, so. still more than me. <laughs> I can. Anyway, this is yeah. fine. Whatever. So good, so, good job, tenant association. Oh yeah, yeah. Snap, snap yeah, award snaps. for that shit. Getting, snaps. getting, holding people accountable. Right, and for then not Katie being... fucking not Reverend, go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's not even get the fuck away from us. Yeah, it'll be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Speaking of not fine though, um, 
it's just this is not a fun story, which we we yeah. talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, but the state is seeking the death penalty in relation to Officer Bolton's death. So uh, Tremaine Wilborn was arraigned in criminal court Monday, quote from the article from the commercial appeal, and they're wanting to seek the death penalty based on the fact that the victim was an on-duty police officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilborn has a felony conviction for a prior crime of violence. And uh, the killing was committed to avoid arrest. Mm-hmm. So, and this happened back in August. The yeah. Officer Bolton's death was back in August. Yeah, I think we, born, sorry, sorry, we definitely did cover. We did because it happened, show. like yeah. when we were rec- not when we were recording, but right. we were making a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Willborn was officially is it currently, I guess. Oh, never mind. He was officially being held on ten million dollar bond, and then the judge revoked that potential bond mm-hmm. in light of the death penalty filing. And he's due back in court March seventh. Yeah. So, I uh, I don't know. I I thought you weren't supposed to hold people's criminal background against them when it comes to like crimes that they currently committed. I mean, I feel like that's a thing, but bless you. Well, yeah, you nailed it. Well, after I mean, but in sentencing though, you absolutely can. Okay. Because that makes yeah, sense. Because with sentencing, it's um it is handled a little bit differently. Because if, for instance, let's see, let's say you have a string of bank robberies, mm-hmm. and then you like this guy, he did a federal bank robbery in two thousand five, mm-hmm. and um let's say you you do one and you do your last one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the judge is like, "Okay, you've done ten bank robberies. Clearly, you haven't learned your lesson, right? That makes so sense. So we're gonna put you in jail for forty years or whatever. Sure. So okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see how that plays out. We'll be following it as always. Yep, as always, like we do. Speaking of following, uh, you're gonna have to follow along on this multitude story yeah, right now. This is gonna be a journey. Hi oh, hey oh. So. <laughs> so you um, heard me <laughs> so the jumping point for this um i'm not gonna say it's convoluted because it's really not but it's just it's it's, too, it's a lot of information right and it, it's multifolded, right so it's like um the crosstown concourse our neighbors at the studio um they exceeded their minority contract commitment with the city where they needed um, uh, to have at least 25% going to minority and women-owned firms um, in the project, so in the project development. Um, so plumbers, electricians, right. decorators, whatever the fuck. Yeah, so they, um, uh, there were 32 uh, minority and women-owned businesses, and that makes up 29% of the construction spending. So, I mean, that's awesome mm-hmm. that they exceeded that goal. Um, and, uh, they not only wanted to exceed its minority contract commitment, but they wanted to hire, um, the, the article says an unusually large number of smaller minority firms. And the idea behind that, um, the develop, uh, the developers have been saying is because they wanted as many people at the table as possible. They wanted as many people to have a piece of the pie as possible. And almost a hundred percent of the people that are involved in the project are local, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yes. That's so always a great. good thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this sort of plays into, do you want to talk some more about Concourse real quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. Um, just that uh, the, the entire project was divided into 11 different sections so that smaller contractors wouldn't be overwhelmed. Um, and uh, let's see. They were they were obligated to make a, quote, unquote, best faith effort to mm-hmm. spend at least 20% of the $130 million in hard construction costs with minority firms. So that's the actual dollar amount. That is so much fucking money, too. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, my God. I mean, it is a big project. I mean, it's like a, a jillion feet of space, correct? Right. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> yeah. approximately it's, a jillion. It's literally a jillion. <laughs> it is a tower of, of 
insane amount of space. But so. Yeah, but it was all deliberate. It was all very intentional that it happened that way. And and because that's what you have to do if you want things to be done a certain way, it has to be done intentionally and mm-hmm. very deliberately, which goes into <laughs> which contrasts very sharply. <laughs> With a study that was just done for the county uh, showing a huge disparity in uh, what firms get what. So this study done by Mason Tillman Associates of Oakland, California, was looking at the purchasing that was done by the city for lots of different reasons. So Mm -hmm. for construction, professional services, commodities, and lots of other services from January 1, 2012 to December 31st, 2014. So not super, super recent, but that's how studies like this work. Mm. And they found that businesses owned by white men received 88.32% of the contract dollars awarded by county government, uh, which equates to $168.2 million of the total $190.5 million that was spent. During that same period, businesses owned by African Americans received 58 of the county's contract dollars, White women received 5.15%. Native American businesses got 0.37%. Asian Americans got 0.33%. And Hispanic Americans got 0.02%. And 0.02% equates to $44,859. So not even, not even at 100,000 level. Right. Um, and so the the article that I have breaks down kind of each category that they looked at. Mm-hmm. And in general, it's every category is dominated by white males. Um the report did say that 49% of the county's businesses are owned by African Americans, 45% by whites, 3.38% by Asian Americans, more more percentages for other races. So even though 49% of the county's businesses are owned by African Americans, which is the majority, mm-hmm. they didn't get the majority of business by any means. Right. Um, and, and that they should have received in construction, um, African American owned businesses should have received 31% of the work, but got 5%. That mm-hmm. is such a huge yep. disparate, like... I can't believe it's that much. Like, I can't believe that the gap is that wide. Mm-hmm. Um, construction companies owned by white men should have received 58% of the work, but got 91%. Holy shit, dude. Yep. Mm-hmm. So this is something um, that is being looked at currently by County Commissioner Steve Bassar. He's proposing some policy changes after the study came out mm-hmm. so that they can re- review how they choose where contract dollars go. Right. Um which and and they kind of go into a little bit more uh in the article. I don't say I won't say more, but I just it's incredible to me that like well one quote how that, big it is. Yeah, one quote that I really enjoyed from the county commissioner Heidi Schaefer. Um she said uh quote, this is taxpayer money that we take by force and I think we should be held to a higher standard in how we disburse it. Mm-hmm. Um she said uh that low the lowest bids aren't always the best bids and it is the responsibility of the government to be both cost effective and fair. Yeah, um, and a- another quote I really liked from this article, white quote, white guys in general are not getting all of the work. A few white gay guys are getting all the work. Mason Tillman president Eleanor Mason Ramsey said Wednesday. Yeah. Um and then she gave a presentation about how there were some recommendations of how go best to go about this, um, which I thought was really interesting. So um, I, I don't know. And we talked before about how I, like we've talked about this article before and we talked about how there were less minority owned businesses, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Right. Right. Um, and so I wonder if that goes into it. You know, that uh, 49% are owned by African-Americans. Like, I don't. Yeah. I just, I don't get that. God, it's, yeah. it's, that's despicable, honestly. No, agreed. Yeah. And I wonder if that's something that hopefully is going to change in the near future. Yeah. Because again, it has to be deliberate. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It has to be intentional and it has to be put into place. You can't just expect it all to go 
you have to have the forethought to do that. Right. So, speaking of forethought, yay, yay! Um, A discount grocer, uh, Super Value, which is um, the parent company of Save a Lot, um, is actually going to um, be. kind of looking at, at this spot in uptown that's been vacant um it, it is a former kroger that's at um 544 jackson and uh and it's and it's right in the middle of uptown um it's the it's the neighborhood that's north of downtown and it's like st jude's hood yes um so super value uh which owns again save a lot they're they're going into binghampton which we've talked about mm-hmm and um, they they've, they're actually using that Binghampton plan as an example um, for what might happen in Uptown. Woo woo! So yeah, so so despite despite the fact that there's actually a super, uh, let's say super you're gonna low. Use your words. You're going <laughs> to use them, and you're going to uh, use them correctly. Save a lot um, is is actually fairly close mm-hmm. to um, to this location, but they're looking at. I mean, more grocery stores are better. Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, no, because it. it the idea that like oh well there's already one down the street that doesn't like that's still another mile or another right. two miles that somebody has to walk if yeah. they don't have a car mm-hmm. or bike if they don't have a you know means to get use the bus whatever yeah. I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm, man I'm ready for this who table. cares if there's already a bunch there we're yeah. not going to complain about Starbucks being close together but yeah. we'll complain whatever yeah. everything's fine I love Starbucks <laughs> Speaking, speaking of Starbucks. Nah. <laughs> speaking of things I don't know how to feel about, Matta is getting on this trolley thing yet again. Um, we've talked about this before a little bit, but... Yeah, we've kind of gone over this trolley debacle. Two weeks ago, Memphis City Council approved Matta's purchase of a restored trolley that looks identical to our larger trolleys that mm-hmm. we had. And the price tag is... According to here, it says just north of $950,000. Um, but the council said that they could have their current year trolley budget of $2.25 million, mm-hmm. which I don't, I don't know how to feel about this, of adding three or four trolley cars. Well, this has been a point of contingency for like the bus riders union and, um, yeah. and people um, have been advocates of, of having more buses rather than trolleys. Right. And I think I'm... I've, I, because I think before when I was living in this area, mm-hmm. I was like, trolleys are great and they yeah. look good. And now that I'm kind of not in the city, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm on team. Let's let people have more buses and get to their jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. I agree. I just, I, I, w- I wish that we lived in a, in a perfect world where we could have as many. We could have know, it all. Yeah, we can have it all. But I mean, at the same time, like. When it comes when it comes to trolleys, like we already have the infrastructure in place, like mm-hmm. it would cost so much money to rip that shit up. And would, they, nobody wants to leave it. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, and I, I find it interesting. They say that Mata has the resources to rebuild or buy nine or maybe ten trolleys, and then to operate at full capacity, they would need twenty. Yeah. So even even by renovating this and getting the ten trolleys that they have the money for, they still wouldn't be at half capacity. Mm-hmm. They might barely be at half capacity for yeah. it. So, if you want more trolley talk, you can go back to episode 11 yeah is that what it was episode 11 november 16th 2015 november oh god stop don't talk about november episode polynesian cheetos yeah (laughs) oh those were so good they were really good because it was hot cheetos and polynesian sauce from chick-fil-a yep and see that was a point in time that we worked together because you had the hot cheetos i had the polynesian sauce that's right and oh man collaboration is key guys if only america could do this if only everybody (laughs) could get their fucking hot cheetos and get their polynesian (laughs) sauce and just bring it all together Work together, beautiful. People. That makes me want Polynesian sauce now. 
Speaking Thanks. of working together. Speaking of that, um, that the, thing. There's a uh, a church, the Calvary Episcopal Church. I'm I hope I'm saying that right. And Episcopal. Yep. Episcopal. Okay. Full show. Full show. Um, they hosted a uh, a summit earlier this week, um, according to the flyer, um, f- for area homeless agencies. Um, there were business leaders there. Um, there were government officials there, and uh, it, it's called Willing to Work. And mm-hmm. the idea is to put um, new jobs for panhandlers in the Memphis area and um, it, it will be modeled after this program in Albuquerque that um, that those who participated they made nine dollars an hour and um, yeah, they like drive around and find people who are willing to work like mm-hmm. they have a van and they literally drive around and they're like hey you want a job today yeah so that's kind of neat yeah, uh, they they launched last September this Albuquerque program, and there were 17 uh, participants who have transitioned into full time jobs, and 11 people have been enrolled in mental health services. So, you hey, know, we might get some good results out of this then. Yeah, man, once we get it started in Memphis. Yeah, and uh, the similar program uh, here in Memphis could be launched for $150,000, which would cover the cost of the van, the gas, the lunches, and storage for participants' belongings, and even pets while they work. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Memphis Public Works Department would help identify work sites, and um, the payments uh, for the day's work would be donated by partnering agencies. So I find it really interesting that Kevin Kane, who is the CEO of the Memphis Convention and Visitors Bureau, yeah. said that they'd be willing to offer financial support because he says, quote, we have visitors who come here from all over the world, and they're often alarmed by our aggressive panhandlers. Mm. Like they're like, hey, we're against homelessness too because it screws up our business. Yeah. Like that seems. I mean, it, I get it, but geez. Yeah. Um. But he advised that they should find a way to screen out people who don't need their services. Which I'm like, that why don't do this is like trying to drug test people mm-hmm. for welfare. Right. Like yeah. you're gonna end up hurting more people than you're helping. Right. And that's gonna be a waste of time. Yeah. Because I mean, bother. Because Kane in the article um says that some panhandlers around town are part of a network of people who aren't actually homeless. And I mean, and you see that shit like on next door where there are people who are like i see them pull their car into a parking lot and, and they Mercedes. walk to the thing yeah and you know so. uh, which yeah whatever get, yeah. A, get out of here kane yeah they're gonna have a follow-up meeting though that's really exciting on wednesday february 24th at four i don't know if this will have already passed by then or not but you should go if you can yeah um for everybody who's interested for yeah. businesses because i'm sure they're groups. gonna need like volunteers and stuff like that so yeah can we talk about how episcopal could be a really good way if you don't know how to beatbox just say that over and over again episcopal 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 episcopal, episcopal. so so before before we get out of here before um we, out. we we have got to talk uh this is our can you fucking not yeah, you had a little bit of a rant to go on sort of it's not really a rant mm-hmm. if it's what i'm thinking of it's just so in case you didn't hear <laughs> The Memphis Tiger, uh, I can't remember his name, but we got a, sac- a, a tiger from Sacramento, the Sacramento Zoo, 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 so they could mate and make little tiger babies. Yeah. Well, the Memphis Tiger, who was, I can't remember his name, mm-hmm. he fucked her up. Like, he killed her. She's <laughs> yeah. dead. The Sacramento Tiger I is dead. I Baja. <laughs> well, so everyone on Facebook, there's been this weird sort of dichotomy of Memphis people. There's one half that's making a lot of jokes that mm-hmm. are like, damn, even our tigers are thug. Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> And then there are the other people who are saying, hey, a tiger died. Like, you can't, you shouldn't make jokes about it. All tiger lives matter. All tiger lives <laughs> matter. Well, so I'm on team joke about everything because everything is terrible and we're only on this planet for a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. Tragedy is funny. Like, just, can we please just laugh and be okay? So yeah. I'm on the team of like, hey, people who are fussing at people who are making jokes about this tiger, let it go. It's not worth it. You're yeah. not cute. 
get out of here like get out of here let it be funny because there's nothing we can do to bring this tiger back to life like there's literally nothing like yeah. i'm the one who really I'm sure really, they worked really hard on CPRing that tiger i used to joke all the time about how the next time tom like the university of memphis tiger dies when he dies they should take his pelt and like put it in the inside of uh the president's blazer for the university oh of memphis because it's what you gotta reuse use it all like stuff him put him up on campus so people can hug him like reduce reuse recycle yeah oh like give some local taxidermy people their, yeah. their due share hire them to stuff tom the tiger when he eventually passes away <laughs> like go the full nine like don't act like it's worth it to burn some tiger pelt you get so much more enjoyment out of it to, I, I love that we should we should um Reduce, reuse, recycle right, tiger do see, pelts. Do you see me writing this right now? No, I do. I see you making a note for yourself <laughs> that in the future we should take all tiger pelts and incorporate them into the fashions of our school mascot. I agree. All I right. think that uh, what's his name? The current president of the U of M, uh, David Red. Yeah, he should have some tiger suede shoes. I think. I think that that would be fine. Agreed. Some like fresh kicks made of f- the freshest tiger. It never was. Sorry. Speaking of fresh kicks. Speaking of fresh kicks. <laughs> Thank you guys again for listening so much this week. Uh, yeah. I really appreciate it. Make sure you episode catch up with Episode 17. Whoop, whoop. Stop. Three episodes away from 20. So close. So close. Mm. See, and, and the next episode, we will be legally allowed to vote, so we should take advantage of that. Oh, yeah, we Call will. Call back. <laughs> we love taking advantages of voting. <laughs> yeah. Because we are DTV. D- we are DTV. down to vote. Down to vote. So Call back should. number two. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to get out there and vote, people. And uh, thank- don't, we don't care. <laughs> Be sure to rate and subscribe and follow us on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Um, find you can find Off the Record Podcast on Facebook. Follow uh, the Ohm Network on what fucking Facebook, Vine, Twitter, and Instagram. Awesome. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. I remember. Always remember, not Snapchat. Not Snapchat. There was an incident. Yep. And make sure you leave us a review calling me names because then you'll get called out all the time. Yeah, because I, I will love stay you. A thing. Yeah, I will so. love you forever. So. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Ciao, ciao. This podcast is a production of Ohm Audio and the Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.